friend. Tia. <laughs> we do this every time. I know. And we are here today to just talk everything post-United States election, um, foolishness with Black Twitter, and just upcoming holidays and Black health. Lauren, do you have a question for us like you normally do? Yeah, I do have a question. Um, if only one of us could become successful, who would you want it to be and why? This is petty. <laughs> this, I feel like, starts in this, so... I think the question is coming from the angle of just like maybe celebrity status or just that successful to where it's like well known. So like I still so like I still have like a business like I'm like locally known, but like Lauren, for example, the world knows you. I I think that's that. what the question is. I think it's, it depends on how you want to take it, like but. Okay. I think it, I think you can take it whatever direction you want to take it in, but I guess from the question I read, I'm assuming it means just somebody who's crazy successful. My Since answer there's... would be Lauren because you know how to manage money way better. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell I tell all of us, I'm like just one of us needs to make it, and then I will. I am your personal chef for life. <laughs> Tierra made herself be like, I'm gonna be in here. Like, <laughs> no, it, it, it is a hard. Um, y'all can be successful. Just make sure you put me on payroll. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know it, it is a hard question because, of course, everybody wants everybody uh, to be successful. Well, in this circle, I'll say. But I think if I was gonna pick a person, I, th- I think I'm gonna pick Tierra. Because I think you're better at taking risks and there's no, there's not a such thing as a what if with you. Like, I feel like you would make, you would have like better, a better, better, how can I say this? You would be better with meeting people and building up connections. So it will just kind of be quicker, essentially. So that's why I feel like I pick you just because it would be it would be not I don't, I'm not gonna say it's easier for you essentially but just from somebody looking outside outside looking on the end I feel like it would be you would just get there quicker if that makes yeah. sense whenever I find what I want to do <laughs> right now that's what I'm searching for <laughs> So. Alana, are you gonna flip a coin to figure out? 
probably would say Lauren, just because of how essential the type of work that you're wanting to do is to people, especially in the Black community, and how people are just very hesitant to being open to counseling in general. So I just think like the essential, like the need for it is definitely there, even if people don't feel they need it. You know what I'm saying? Like the mm -hmm. market, is, there's a market where people don't feel like they need it, you know? Yeah. And I, like I said, we all want each other to be successful in whatever that endeavor is. So if we all can be on the top, that would be great, too, because I need somebody that can. <laughs> if I was at the top, I definitely would want somebody that could relate, because sometimes it's, it's hard when you're at the top and nobody can really understand that level. Yeah. And so I definitely would want yeah. somebody I could piggyback to and like look did you see what happened this week or da 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 whatever it is <laughs> like you know so speaking of that now ready to talk about um Tyler Perry's regular picture he posted let's go ahead and get started So, would you would you qualify this picture as a thirst trap? Because this picture literally just looks like a regular picture. <laughs> this man never takes pictures of himself like that. So yeah, <laughs> an attempt at one, yes. I mean, let me before for those of, for those of y'all who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the picture that Tyler Perry posted. And if you were reading through the comments, a lot of people were saying how they found him attractive now. Now, I'm not trying to hurt this man's ego or pride. And I'm trying to say this as nicely as possible. Mm -hmm. This man, though he has done a lot of great things in this community, is not attractive yes. to me. Let me just go ahead and say that. That's fine. You know, now we we don't have to go to uh, the other um, establishments to make movies because he has built his own mega studio. Yes, and we we applaud him for that. We're grateful. Mm -hmm. But this picture to me just looks like a regular old picture of look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was really think because. I hadn't seen the picture until maybe a few moments ago, and I was really expecting to see something, but <laughs> it was like a regular picture, so I was just like, okay. <laughs> Alana, you have anything to add? <laughs> Not really. I just don't understand how people find it. I just don't understand how y'all find him attractive. Like, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. I just don't understand the attractiveness of a man who can kind of I don't know. I just, when you dive into his writing and how he writes his scripts, they are reflective of reality for Black women. But it just always seems like there's never a happy, there's very rarely a happy ending for Black women. So I just don't understand how you find him attractive on, like, a personal level and also a physical level. I just don't get it. I just seem like <laughs> I think it's just because he's out of character that that's why people find him attractive. It's just like, you know, that's what this man looks like. <laughs> like seven or eight years old. That is, <laughs> that is true. That is very true. 
I think it's always fun though when you see somebody out of their character essentially and they're actually just doing something different. So sometimes it just kind of sparks a new interest. Like, oh, somebody doing this and this that they usually wouldn't do. So it's just kind of like, okay. But I think once things go back to normal, nobody's going to be talking about that, unfortunately, to, to him. Yeah, I think the shade room is just bored that day. <laughs> see, I wasn't that mean. <laughs> I wasn't being that mean, though. I mean, I'm glad he's in shape. I'm glad he's taking care of his health because that does fall in line with the topic today. Um, But he, he just looks like Tyler Perry to me. Like, that picture did nothing for me. So, I mean... It, <laughs> Uh, good for him. Yeah, it's good for him. Thank you, um, Tyler Perry, for building that John Romans studio. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I guess we can jump in then to our topic for today, which is Black Health. Since Thanksgiving is coming right around the corner. Yes, mainly pertaining to food. Yes. <laughs> so if any one of y'all would like to start that off, um, I'm I would love to start it off with a question for both of you. Um so Lauren, what was like your diet um coming up? You know, being a kid, what do you remember eating the most of and what your mom cooked a lot? Mm, like just I ate a lot of chicken in every way possible <laughs> along with some <laughs> maybe with some like green beans or like some corn or something like that was a typical probably canned I, yeah, yeah or frozen ones so mm -hmm. that's pretty much how my diet was growing up it was pretty simple pretty kind of mm -hmm. routine so like my mom wasn't someone who felt like you had to put a whole bunch of salt or sugar or anything extra but my dad on the other hand is somebody who loves to always add salt to his food so mm -hmm. it honestly just depends who would cook but for the most part, it would just be kind of really simple. So. Mm -hmm. Alana, what did you eat? Um, mostly as a kid growing up. And... Um, I ate, my parents cooked a lot, but like I would say we ate soul food a little bit more on a regular basis. We would go out more, mm -hmm. but like as we got older, we started eating at home more, home cooked meals. But you know, like on when we had like Awana and stuff on Wednesday nights, we would go to. Um, for those of you who don't know, like Awana is a Christian um, organization that kids would go to in the U.S. Um, but I would, they would do like frozen meals and stuff like that. But I guess as we've gotten older and the more time we spent in the kitchen, we gradually ate at home a lot more. And mm -hmm. a meal would just be like Lauren said chicken and like some sides or spaghetti or my mom may make a pot roast on the weekend or stuff like that I guess like my diet changed should be not saying it was unhealthy but a little leaner um or mm -hmm. like 
more so focus on the nutrition of my food while still balancing enjoying things I want in moderation um but yeah I had a decent diet growing up I know you've talked about yours Kira yeah mine was the complete opposite actually (laughs) um when I was maybe seven or eight my we found out my sister had a lot of food allergies um a lot of seasonal allergies just a lot of allergies in general so my mom had to take everything i mean literally everything out of our diet and add things in one by one so we didn't have white sugar in our house we didn't have kool-aid we didn't have snack cakes we didn't have i i haven't tasted red meat until recently like this year so my mom she never made pot roast um she made chicken during the holidays like chicken and dumplings so we we really didn't even eat meat until towards the the holidays Mm -hmm. and it would only be chicken or turkey she didn't make any pork chops um if we had vegetables they would be fresh or frozen there wouldn't be any um meat drippings in any of the vegetables um so yeah my my diet was very different compared to my friends i know lauren said she remembers me eating seaweed in school Mm -hmm. and i would bring kombucha to school like all the things that are cool and trendy to eat now I, I was eating those things as a kid <laughs> mm, i'm wondering who this girl is eating some seaweed yes so <laughs> you know health food health specifically has always been very important um to my mom mainly so we as kids we were doing wheatgrass shots um juicing mm-hmm. my mom juiced a lot when we were kids and, and yeah like we used to eat like really really healthy as an adult <laughs> i have fallen off of eating like that but i am starting to um you know just eat better again but but yeah, like we didn't really eat a lot of meat. Um, for the most part, we grew up vegetarian. Um, so, so yeah, I always think it's um, really interesting. But so, did you guys know that corn and tilapia are not real things? They are man-made. The nope. corn we have now, yeah. Because they've taken all the variety out of it. Mm-hmm. Just to make it one ugly yellow piece of corn. Yeah. <laughs> the that they can have in the variety that natives here in the U.S. and in Mexico and South America have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just boring. And then tilapia is also a farm-raised fish. Which is not from the wild. <laughs> mm. I didn't know. Interesting. Just like food health in general really interests me because 
our bodies are these really amazing organisms and what we put into them really affects a lot of things. It can affect how you feel. It can affect if you have allergies or not. It can affect a lot of things. So um, just some facts about me. I am not one of those hardcore vegans, vegetarians. Like I still eat chicken sometimes as well, but I also, I know what it does to me. <laughs> So, when you eat chicken, it um, produces a lot of mucus in your body. So, if you're feeling stuffy or nasally like I am today because of these, um, the weather changing, <laughs> you may want to cut back on um, your chicken. Uh, your body does not know how to properly break down pork or beef. So it sits in your gut for a while. Um, and that's why it's, people always say it's better to eat leaner meats and also eating leaner meats in moderation. So it is easier for your body to break down like an apple versus, um, you know, a turkey sandwich. So um, just some things to consider. Okay, well, I'm still eating my hamburgers, so um, I'm gonna have to make an exception to these food rules. And I know, I know, I need to do better with my eating habit because I guess I've always been one of those people that I guess I got away with what I ate because I was always athletic always kind of doing some type of exercise so it kind of helped balance out everything but as I've gotten older I have realized that that's not how it used to be I mean that's not how it's always going to be so I do need to work better on eating healthier and actually forcing myself to eat better yeah and that just comes with a lot of discipline that I haven't mastered yet but I am trying to get my taste buds to kind of open up a little bit more and explore stuff that I normally wouldn't eat. <clears throat> like I'm actually, I think I can do tomatoes now. Tomatoes are an interesting thing. <laughs> yes. Because I used to not like tomatoes, but now it, I only like them in things that make sense. So... <laughs> I'll eat it in a salad. I'll eat it on a burger. Um, but that's about it. Like, I can't just eat tomatoes. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They have to be chopped up real small, like yeah. in a salad, per se, or some nachos or something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, they can't be big. Okay. Yeah. And I don't like them on my hamburgers yet. We haven't made it that far. But... That nasty ketchup. You stop getting on me about my ketchup. <laughs> Meat and ketchup are very well acquainted, and I will continue to put two to five packets of ketchup, however much I feel like I need <laughs> to make this hamburger taste good. But, so, um, what? Why eat the hamburger if that's not what you're there for? It is what I'm there for. <laughs> 
Why y'all jumping on me? Lauren eats ketchup with her hamburger. It is not the ketchup is the side of the other thing. Yes, the ketchup <laughs> is the main dish, and then whatever she's eating is the side at that point. And it's good. Oh well. I tried a lot. I tried her theory yesterday, and it worked. Some fries. It did not work. <laughs> and I put maybe half a packet of ketchup on like the top half of the fry because I think that's about how much ketchup Lauren eats and all I tasted was ketchup and it was <laughs> and I had to eat five more fries to offset all that ketchup <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I don't even eat ketchup on fries really at this point point. everybody has a different taste for sure <laughs> I tried the tartar sauce it wasn't working out Butter sauce is an acquired taste. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> a lot of how do you feel about like um, food related to health? I think it is important. I think everybody's body is a little different. Um, you have to sort of, I believe in intuitive eating and that you have to know what your body may be wanting at one time. And like, you're right here. Like, I'm never gonna fully give up meat, but you shouldn't eat more of a plant-based diet when you limit how much meat, eggs and cheese you have. It's probably better mm -hmm. for everyone. Just to minimize it, um, not completely cut it out. But I really think that eating for nutrition, nutritional value should be your main purpose in eating. Instead of yeah. always, like you cannot eat for your emotions because if you do, you will always do something super unhealthy. Uh, but I also don't think you should be so legalistic to where you can't also eat for celebration or like eat a cookie or eat a piece of pie or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, finding that balance is um is tough. I'm working on finding that balance myself because as I said, I have fallen off of eating the way I used to eat as a kid. So yeah, I'm, I'm starting to find that moderation. My body is actually forcing me to find that moderation because I can't eat ice cream anymore. Um, things with dairy really upset me a lot and things with cheese. So my body is actually starting to force me <laughs> to eat better, which I think is, is good. It, it's also good to listen to your body. Um, I know this may be strange, but I really, I do my best to avoid taking medicine um, because if there's something wrong, the first thing I think about is did I drink water today and what did I eat? And once I go through that, then I can kind of self-diagnose myself. So like if I randomly get a headache, I'm like, okay, I know I didn't drink enough water today. Or, hey, what did I probably ate um, something fried today? So it is important to kind of know what foods do. So mm -hmm. if you start feeling bad or weird, then you can self-diagnose yourself in a way to be like, okay, this caused this. So let me not eat that anymore, or I need to drink way more water than I'm drinking. My problem is not drinking enough water because I'm strange and I could drink 
two sips of juice and be fine for the whole day. <laughs> yeah. So I've been really working on drinking water because when I drink enough water, I don't get headaches. But every time I get a headache, it's the same reason I haven't drank enough water for that day. For sure. I think that water is something I'm not enough drink. Like, oh, I drink a um, 16 ounce thing of water. I'm like, that is not enough mm-hmm. for the day. Um, but just drinking water is important. And just, yeah, ha- knowing what a head foods have in your body, like fried foods, I don't do very often because I always feel super lethargic and like full, like even into the next morning. And so, yeah. I just, I don't mm-hmm. do it really often. If I'm going to do something fried, it's going to be, it's not going to, I'm trying to avoid fried, like, fried fish and fried um or french fries at the same time i just choose one or the other just because i know mm-hmm. i'm super tired after having it that's a that's a good idea i've never thought to do that if you're gonna have something fried then it'd be just one thing so yeah whether that be your protein or you know fries or whatever so that's a mm-hmm. good idea I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to apply it and i won't apply yeah. it every single time though because sometimes i'll really want something but I avoid, mm-hmm. I don't eat all the fried food just in general, um, but that is another idea if you want something, but you don't want to be super tired after it. But I guess a question I had for you guys was when it came to holidays in your household or with your grandparents or whatever, was there a set menu that didn't change no matter, no like, you know, were there a set menu that didn't change or were I guess another way to ask it was, were there certain ingredients that were used that weren't necessarily healthy or we no longer, like, needed to use anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, again, very different <laughs> from everybody else's holiday experiences. Um, my mom and my aunt would cook every year, and my great aunt, she would make, like, a couple sides. So... My mom would make the turkey and the dressing. Uh, my mom has started to not use chicken stock in the dressing anymore. Now she uses um, vegetable stock. And she still makes the turkey. Uh, my aunt just mainly makes the desserts. And my great aunt, she, she makes the mac and cheese, the... Um, the sweet potato, the the yam stuff with like the marshmallows on top. Mm-hmm. Nobody eats that. We just <laughs> eat the marshmallows off of it. But <laughs> she makes it every year for some reason. And um, like either like green beans or just some type of green, but we don't put any meat, um, like any meat drippings or fat in it. So. Yeah, like on our on our holidays, there's there's no pork, there's no beef. Um, it's mainly just because I think my aunt maybe she puts chicken stock in the mac and cheese and then turkey. So, um, I mean minus all the sugar and probably butter that goes in everything. <laughs> For the most part, it's not like super fatty. <laughs> Yeah, I get you. Um, I guess growing up, we 
my parents um are from North Carolina and it's like the biggest pork production place in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> growing up, they would eat hair hawks like in their greens. But growing up, my sister and I did not eat that. And they just use like smoked turkey for the greens. My mom would use that. And so if I ever had greens that had ham hocks, I feel like a lot of places, restaurants have switched to using smoked turkey because a lot of black folks now don't eat pork. Um, yeah. I would probably get sick or it would taste very gross to me because I've never had that type of flavor in my lifetime. Mm. Um, but mm, I feel like from extended family members, maybe when I've gone over to their houses for like not a holiday, but maybe it was just like a gathering. Okay. Yeah, I would just see certain things that I'm like, mm, we don't like fat back. Like fat back is a part of pork. I don't know if I'll you that out here, and it's sort of gelatinous. Like, it's I think it's in the same section that bacon comes from, but it's almost all entirely fat. And mm-hmm. people from my, where my parents are from, they will just eat it, like fry it and eat it. That sounds and, awful. <laughs> I've only had it once in my life, and I wanted to try it, but it's like one of those things that. You know, because our ancestors were slaves, they were given the scraps, and yes, they really had to eat that to survive, but where we are today, we don't have to do that. Um, So I feel like it's a big thing with Black people, tradition versus necessity. It's no longer a necessity for us to eat this, some of these things. It's more of like a tradition or a nostalgia, and if it's at, I don't know, if it's at risk for your health, is it really worth it, you know? That's like the, the, um, so my dad's side of the family, um, now they're the ones that put the ham hocks and the greens and all those things. <laughs> so I know if I go to dinner at my grandma's house, then I'm basically not going to eat anything. Yeah. So, <laughs> but during Christmas is when they make um chitlins which smell disgusting mm-hmm. i've never tasted them and even watching people eat them grosses me out but it's like we i'm i'm, I'm very anti-chitlin so <laughs> but yeah like there is no Chitlins, I feel like, are another thing that was probably necessity, but now it's like, why why are we eating this? We don't have to eat this. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely one of those things that's just, I don't know. I don't know if you have a story similar to that one. Um, My grandma is the grandma that literally would cook everything like the hot water cornbread the um the turkey the ham the mac and cheese the the greens with the ham hock or whatever she would make in it so i've i come from a family where that's all normal to me like now we don't really do we don't do chitlins that's that is nasty and we don't do the the other thing you mentioned but we do eat whether it's like holidays for sure, Thanksgiving and Christmas, we do, that's the typical meal. And the cranberry, I think it's cranberry juice, not cranberry juice, cranberry. Um, the jelly stuff, the sauce? Yes, yeah, oh, so nasty. But. Unpopular opinion, I actually really like that. Oh. I love cranberry sauce. You make like a homemade one every year, it's, it's super easy and it's really good. Well, I don't ever touch it because I don't like it. 
Um, but yeah, that's how it would look. Um, and of course, you know, my grandma would make everything, the food, the dessert. So we'll have like six different pies, a cake, pecan. She always makes chocolate pie for me because <laughs> that's my thing. Um, yeah, or she'll make like a seven up cake, a, um, what is it? Pecan and she'll make a soccer timmy cake. So my grandma will literally, will take like probably two two things of whole pies um food that will eat that will say we'll eat for like the next three or four days so like I said that's just normal to me and of course I couldn't definitely cut back on it but I guess since I only eat like that once a year I just kind of indulge in it but I know I'm pretty sure she puts like a whole bunch of salt and Crisco and all that stuff when she um cooks but uh, once again it is really good but I, I I know as a black community especially with salt and sodium and high blood pressure heart disease and just things like that we do have to be mindful of what we eat and how much we eat of it just because a lot of people in our family have those kind of issues and they do pass on even if not genetically by just how you eat you can pass it on to that next generation so because you're teaching, you're teaching a habit at that point. Mm -hmm. Because if if I was shown how to, let's just say, eat like that every single day, then I have no way of knowing an alternative unless I look for it myself. So, yeah. You know, it's very, it's very important that we teach healthy eating habits. And not saying that for Thanksgiving and Christmas, you can't cook like that. Like, yes, because this year, um, my family picks one to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> but this year, yes, like, my aunt is going to make that mac and cheese and put, like, three sticks of butter in it. Well, let me come get some. I'm going to eat it, so. Yeah. Well, make me a plate, because um, <laughs> I'll be over there to get it. <laughs> yes, so, but... But, and I know there are some people that eat, like, smothered pork chops are like, a, a, a reoccurring meal every week, or... Oh, that is good. Yeah, that's not, that's the problem right there. Yes, like, you should person. not, you should not be eating smothered pork chops once Collard a week. Collard greens with ham hock. <laughs> yes. That, fried that chicken, mac and cheese. Especially fried chicken. Eggs. It's like, you should not be eating that. But I, so, it, that's the problem. Some people like some people's palates have been trained to where they only want to taste like sugar, sugar, salt, and fat, and they mm -hmm. don't. And that's what they're looking for in food, so they don't get any real nutrients. Mm -hmm. And it's just, um, it's just sad. Um, when you look around, you have people getting limbs taken off and dealing with multiple preventable diseases if they had just watched their diet when they were younger and worked out. And it's just sad to see people like, it irks, it really boils my blood because it's like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And it's just like, you keep eating the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Your doctor's literally telling you to change your diet. It just it boils my blood. Because to me, it's, it's one plus one equals two. Like what you put in with what you get out. I don't understand. 
Yeah. Yeah, I actually had um, my grandfather from my dad's side had actually um, died of gout. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't really understand it, but now I'm, it makes me sad because that was preventable. That was extremely preventable by just literally changing the way he ate would have prevented that disease and he probably still would have been alive today so it is very important that um you really look you really pay attention to what you put in your body because that's what's going to come out so if you're eating um greens with meat in them um a bunch of salt um a lot of pork and beef all throughout your diet then your body is not equipped to handle that. <laughs> so yeah, you're gonna have some health problems, you're gonna have some health issues, you're gonna feel like crap every day. And eating, you know, vegetables are important. I know that a lot of people, you know, don't really eat a lot of vegetables because maybe as a kid you had spaghetti and tacos and there was not really like a vegetable at the side of it and there are ways to make vegetables taste good vegetables yeah. are not gross um I roasting had a friend. yes that's what i that's what i do i had a friend who's like i hate brussels sprouts so i um i cut up some brussels sprouts and some shallot and tossed it in coconut oil and seasoned it and roasted it and he almost ate all of it <laughs> so there there are ways to make vegetables taste good um i just grew up eating a lot of vegetables a lot of the time so but it does take like practice and it does take you trying and experimenting with things so yeah vegetables are, are very important <laughs> yeah um i feel like just having a balanced diet um is super important. I just feel like it, when it comes to having like, not allergic, not, not just yourself, but like looking at your larger family and the black community as a whole, I do feel like we do value tradition over nutrition. As yes. a and it's okay during the holidays to do that. But at mm -hmm. the same time, if, if that's what you're eating, like, like you said, every week, the frequency of what you're eating, like, I feel like we all need to take a step back and just like you said, here, acknowledge how our body is feeling. How's my head feeling? How's my body feeling? Am I super lethargic? Am I super thirsty all the time? Like, what is it that you can change? I just feel like as a collective, we could be healthier. Many of us could be healthier if we, those of us who can genuinely afford it, but you can also still be healthy on a budget. Um, but yeah. yeah, not everything needs to be made like mama and papa and them did all the time um but yeah i just feel like you just have to sit and ask yourself the question how long do i want to be on this earth and move accordingly like that's really yes. because <laughs> if you would like to be here longer because like we're all in our early we're about to be in our mid-20s like if you're somebody who i just i i don't i know for myself i don't want to have preventable diseases mm. i i don't want preventable diseases okay that makes more sense 
I was I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, that I mean with the lady and like the math equations. Uh, that yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want preventable diseases. Yeah. If that means adjusting how much, how I many, you know, junk food you eat or sweets or fried things you consume and upping the healthier stuff, you can do that. Also, you can go to a nutritionist if your insurance covers it, and if not, some places like certain grocery store chains have an in-house um, nutritionist that you could possibly see. If you're in college, you probably have a nutrition department in college that you can book an apartment with, appointment with and get at a certain um, discount. But there are ways to see a health professional that's not a doctor, because doctors, for the most part, are not trained in nutrition. You need to see a dietitian or nutritionist. And that you can see one on a budget or covered underneath insurance but if you want more information if you will but i just think that's the thing that yes there are resources but you have to want to seek out that resource yeah and i know with food that's been a big way for black people to connect to yeah, bond yeah it's, especially every sunday i know a lot of people have dinners at their grandparents house or just going to somewhere to eat so I think sometimes like you were saying tradition is what people are seeking for outside of the nutrition and my grandpa was unfortunately a good example um he had uh heart problems and stuff and part of the stuff and he uh got his leg amputated before he passed away a while ago and the doctor told him he needs to change his diet. And he didn't want to do that. And unfortunately, it his leg never really healed properly for him to get like a um a prosthetic leg. Mm-hmm. So it, health does play a factor. And like I said, you have to want to make that change. I think a lot of people just feel like you know, I already have to adjust to so much. I already have to do this and this and this for everybody else. I think when it comes to food, that's a lot of, that's the place for people to feel like I need to be in control of and I want to be able to do what I want to do. Yeah. So it just, it does take time and discipline to get to that level. And it, I know it shouldn't take somebody dying or somebody getting sick for you to realize what you should already be doing. But I think that's just the way it comes down to, unfortunately. Yeah, but educating yourself is very important. Um, like Alana said, you can get you a nutritionist or a dietitian. Um, there are also like a lot of documentaries. There's Fat Sick and Nearly Dead that talks about the importance of juicing. There's Forks Over Knives and Food Inc. that talks about the medical, mainly the medical industry in relationship with the food industry. Um, because that the food pyramid we're shown our whole lives is actually a terrible way to eat. <laughs> you should not eat a lot of bread. You should not eat. I think the next tier is like dairy and eggs. So there's a lot of, as Alana said, there's dietitians and nutritionists you can go to. There's also a lot of documentaries on food there's fat sick and nearly dead which talks about the importance of juicing there's forks over knives um 
and another documentary called Food Eat that talks about the medical industry in relationship to the food industry because the food pyramid that was shown over our whole lives and taught about is actually a terrible way to eat <laughs> because I think, let me look at it. Let's see what it says. I have not seen this food pyramid in so long. But, okay, so the bottom is like a bunch of bread and grains, which we really should be eating a lot of bread like that. That should be more towards the top. Um, and the next tier is like fruits and vegetables. Um, and the tier after that, it's like half is half of it is dairy, and the other half is like fish and like leaner meats. And then the next tier is um, all your red meats, and then the top would be your fats and oils and sweets. So this diet is would not be the best diet if i would i were to remake this i would probably put the fruits and vegetables at the bottom um and then the next tier would probably just be in moderation everything else <laughs> but but yeah like it, it does the the information that is easily accessible about food is really not the best way to eat you should really do your own research about how you feel and um your body to kind of tweak your diet and that's what i'm starting to do because i don't really consider myself a vegetarian or a vegan i just kind of eat whatever's the best for me at the time <laughs> yeah so like i guess moving forward like for your own families like out here i know you said um you don't want kids but like just for like how you see yourself i guess 10 12 years down the road how would you ideally like i guess like your health to be or like your diet to look like or just like i guess I guess your health and exercise, like, what would you want that to look like? Um, I definitely want to exercise more. Um, my mom eats very, like, extremely healthy, so I see the benefit of that in retrospect to my dad, who doesn't eat that healthy all the time. Mm -hmm. So, um, I know that yeah, of course, I want to eat cookies every day, but I can't do that. <laughs> so I see, I, I literally do see the benefit, you know, literally right in front of me about how important it is to eat healthy and to exercise. So I've been working, I've been working, really working on those things, um, adjusting my diet and exercising more. So that's where I see myself in 10 years is mastering that <laughs> yeah so it doesn't seem like such a chore mm-hmm i completely understand lauren hmm oh i didn't know if you had an answer 
Um, I guess just to, like Tierra was saying, to exercise better and hopefully I get to a place where I've disciplined myself enough to have a healthier diet. And I think that's the hard thing is just having that discipline because if you are coming off of eating kind of a bad diet and transitioning into eating something better, most people feel really bad, but that's because you're detoxing your body. So yeah, it takes discipline. You're going to feel like crap for like a week or so because your body is detoxing itself if you are switching to eating more healthy so as is everything in life it's not easy but you're going to feel better Mm -hmm. once you make the transition and when you feel better you're more productive you you just have a better outlook on life if you just feel better in general every time when you wake up yeah, I think it's just a matter of discipline. Like at the end of the day, and just figuring out what it is that you want overall, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, do you guys have anything else to add for the day? Any closing remarks? Mm, I don't. Lauren, do you have any closing remarks? Nope, I'm good. All right. Well, Alana, do you want to close this up? Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening again to this episode of Black Talk. Um, you guys can tune in. I think we're going to record another episode next week. And just let us know any thoughts, comments, questions, or any episode ideas that you might have. And follow us along as on social media at... Hold on, I always forget our channel. <laughs> like I'm so stupid. <laughs> Black BLK talk underscore pod POD. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.